Section twenty two of a treatise on good works. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. A treatise on good works by Martin Luther. Translated by Johann Michael Rue section twenty two third commandment twenty two to twenty five some think it is good for young people that they be enticed by reputation and honour and again by shame of and dishonour and so be induced to do good for there are many who do the good and leave the evil undone out of fear of shame and love of honour and so do what they would otherwise by no means do or leave undone these i leave to their opinion but at present we are seeking how true good works are to be done and they who are inclined to do them surely do not need to be driven by the fear of shame and the love of honour they have and are to have a higher and far nobler incentive namely god's commandment god's fear god's approval and their faith and love toward god they who have not or regard not this motive and let shame and honour drive them these also have their reward as the lord says matthew six and as the motive so is also the work and the reward none of them is good except only in the eyes of the world now i hold that a young person could be more easily trained and incited by god's fear and commandments than by any other means yet where these do not help we must endure that they do the good and leave the evil for the sake of shame and of honour just as we must also endure wicked men or the imperfect of whom we spoke above nor can we do more than tell them that their works are not satisfactory and right before god and so leave them until they learn to do right for the sake of god's commandments also just as young children are induced to pray fast learn etc by gifts and promises of their parents even though it would not be good to treat them so all their lives so that they never learn to do good in the fear of god far worse if they become accustomed to do good for the sake of praise and honour twenty three but this is true and that we must none the less have a good name and honour and every one ought so to live that nothing evil can be said of him and that he give offence to no one as saint paul says romans twelve we are to be zealous to do good but not only before god but also before all men and two corinthians four we walk so honestly that no man knows anything against us but there must be great diligence and care lest such honour and good name puff up the heart and the heart find pleasure in them here the saying of solomon holds as the fire in the furnace proveth the gold so man is proved by the mouth of him that praises him few and most spiritual men must they be who when honoured and praised remain indifferent and unchanged so that they do not care for it 
nor feel pride and pleasure in it but remain entirely free ascribe all their honour and fame to god offering it to him alone and using it only to the glory of god to the edification of their neighbours and in no way to their own benefit or advantage so that a man trust not in his own honour nor exalt himself above the most incapable despised man on earth but acknowledge him a servant of god who has given him the honour in order that with it he may serve god and his neighbour just as if he had commanded him to distribute some golden to the poor for his sake so he says matthew five your light shall shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven he does not say they shall praise you but your works shall only serve them to edification that through them they may praise god in you and in themselves this is the correct use of god's name and honour when god is thereby praised through the edification of others and if men want to praise us and not god in us we are not to endure it but with all our powers forbid it and flee from it as from the most grievous sin and robbery of divine honour twenty four hence it comes that god frequently permits a man to fall into or remain in grievous sin in order that he may be put to shame in his own eyes and in the eyes of all men who otherwise could not have kept himself from this great vice of vain honour and fame if he had remained constant in his great gifts and virtues so god must ward off this sin by means of other grievous sins that his name alone may be honoured and thus one sin becomes the other's medicine because of our perverse wickedness which not only does the evil but also misuses all that is good now see how much a man has to do if he would do good works which always are at hand in great number and with which he is surrounded on all sides but alas because of his blindness he passes them by and seeks and runs after others of his own devising and pleasure against which no man can sufficiently speak and no man can sufficiently guard with this all the prophets had to contend and for this reason they were all slain only because they rejected such self-devised works and preached only god's commandments as one of them says jeremiah seven thus saith the god of israel unto you take your burnt offerings unto all your sacrifices and eat your burnt offerings and your flesh yourselves but concerning these things i have commanded you nothing but this thing commanded i you obey my voice that is not what seems right and good to you but what i bid you and walk in the way that i have commanded you and deuteronomy seven thou shalt not do whatsoever is right in thine own eyes but what thy god has commanded thee these and numberless like passages of scripture are spoken to tear man not only from sins but also from the works which seem to men to be good and right and to turn men with a single mind to the simple meaning of god's commandment only that they shall diligently observe this only and always as it is written exodus thirteen these commandments shall be for a sign unto thee upon thine hand and for a memorial between thine eyes 
and psalm one a godly man meditates in god's law day and night for we have more than enough and too much to do if we are to satisfy only god's commandments he has given us such commandments that if we understand them aright we dare not for a moment be idle and might easily forget all other works but the evil spirit who never rests when he cannot lead us to the left into evil works fights on our right through self-devised works that seem good but against which god has commanded deuteronomy twenty eight and joshua twenty three ye shall not go aside from my commandments to the right hand or to the left twenty five the third work of this commandment is to call upon god's name in every need for this god regards as keeping his name holy and greatly honouring it if we name and call upon it in adversity and need and this is really why he sends us so much trouble suffering adversity and even death and lets us live in many wicked sinful affections that he may thereby urge man and give him much reason to run to him to cry aloud to him to call upon his holy name and thus to fulfil this work of the second commandment as he says in psalm one call upon me in the day of trouble i will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me for i desire the sacrifice of praise and this is the way whereby thou canst come in unto salvation for through such works man perceives and learns what god's name is how powerful it is to help all who call upon it and whereby confidence and faith grow mightily and these are the fulfilling of the first and highest commandment this is the experience of david psalm fifty four thou hast delivered me out of all trouble therefore will i praise thy name and confess that it is lovely and sweet and psalm x c one says because he hath set his hope upon me therefore will i deliver him i will help him because he hath known my name lo what man is there on earth who would not all his life long have enough to do with this work for who lives an hour without trials i will not mention the trials of adversity which are innumerable for this is the most dangerous trial of all when there is no trial and everything is and goes well for then a man is tempted to forget god to become too bold and to misuse the times of prosperity yea here he has ten times more need to call upon god's name than when in adversity since it is written psalm ninety one a thousand shall fall on the left hand and ten thousand on the right hand so too we see in broad day in all men's daily experience that more heinous sins and vice occur when there is peace when all things are cheap and there are good times than when war pestilence sicknesses and all manner of misfortune burden us so that moses also fears for his people lest they forsake god's commandment for no other reason than because they are too full too well provided for and have too much peace as he says deuteronomy thirty two my people is waxed rich full and fat therefore has it forsaken its god wherefore also god let many of its enemies remain and would not drive them out 
in order that they should not have peace and must exercise themselves in the keeping of god's commandments as it is written judges three so he deals with us also when he sends us all kinds of misfortune so exceedingly careful is he of us that he may teach us and drive us to honour and call upon his name to gain confidence and faith towards him and so to fulfil the first two commandments End of section twenty two